Ohio Governor Mike DeWine provides clarity on capital punishment. He also says all of the things that happened after the election are proof that our institutions work to preserve the American system. And the U.S. Postal Service in Cleveland is crippled by delays but refuses to discuss it. It's the wake-up morning news briefing from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer for Thursday, December 17th. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine provided clarity Wednesday to his approach to capital punishment in Ohio. No, he did not reveal his personal beliefs about it. But he said that with capital punishment on hold because the state does not have a valid form of execution on the books anymore, he has no need to get into a discussion about it. He said governors can tackle only so many issues at a time, and because capital punishment is divisive, any bid to bring it up would, as he said, suck all the oxygen out of the room. DeWine did talk about how the capital punishment law in Ohio, which he sponsored as a legislator, was intended as a deterrent to crime, a purpose that has been thwarted by interminable delays. He said he believes the best way to deter violent crimes today is with his Safe Ohio program, which is going nowhere in the legislature. It would increase penalties for felons who use guns to commit crimes. As Christmas inches closer, trucks continue to line up outside the U.S. Postal Service Cleveland Distribution Center. Holiday gift baskets, Christmas cards, and even medicine is being stalled as residents wait for mail delayed by coronavirus restrictions and staff absences. The post office refuses to answer questions about delays, the cause, and when they're expected to end. A spokeswoman said last week, the Postal Service is hiring seasonal employees and allocating resources to its facilities that need additional help. From July through September, the Northern Ohio District, which includes Cleveland, was the third slowest Postal Service district in the country, with 78% of its two-day mail on time. For three- to five-day mail, it was the fourth worst, with 65% on time. Now the holidays are here, and the mountain of mail is further stressing the system. Similar problems are reported throughout the nation. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine said Wednesday, then rather be concerned about all of the efforts made to overturn the legal election of Joe Biden as president. He believes the past month proves that the system is working exactly as it was designed. DeWine said two institutions worked as they were designed to preserve the American system. One is the way America runs elections, which he said worked as it should. And the second is the courts, which he said made the right rulings and preserved the will of the voters. Before the election, DeWine had said he had no doubt that if President Donald Trump lost, he would, after exhausting his challenges, do what all of his predecessors did and concede. That has not happened, but DeWine said our institutions protected the system. The Akron-Canton Airport this week was named TSA's 2020 Airport of the Year in its size category, in part because of local efforts to improve the workplace during a very challenging year. The Transportation Security Administration's team of 70 officers at the airport launched its It Starts With Me campaign, 
which stressed personal responsibility and accountability in the workplace. The campaign was the result of a federal employee survey and subsequent focus group that centered on improving customer service. Akron-Canton is one of four airports honored by the TSA in 2020. The others are George Bush International Airport in Houston, Eugene Airport in Oregon, and Miami International Airport in Florida. The Greater Cleveland Food Bank, Goodwill of Greater Cleveland, and the YWCA of Greater Cleveland are receiving donations from Mackenzie Scott, ex-wife, to Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos. Scott announced on Medium on Tuesday that she would donate nearly $4.2 billion to over 384 organizations. This came four months after she donated almost $1.7 billion to 116 organizations, including four historically black colleges and universities. Scott said that she and her team examined over 6,490 organizations to determine which groups would receive donations. The process included combining data analysis with suggestions and perspectives from hundreds of field experts, funders, and nonprofit leaders. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer.